Are you telling me that you built a machine to tell whether Lost is a good TV show? Out of a DeLorean? Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. This week, we're talking episode 14, special. Finally, I mean, if I had one criticism of last week's episode, like just one singular criticism, I would say it didn't have enough daddy issues. Yeah. It was too focused on whatever was going on with Boone and Shannon. Clearly, there's some daddy issues in there somewhere, but it was not explicit enough about them. Mm-hmm. So this week we got a we got ourselves a heap and helping. Emma, what'd you think of this episode? Did you feel like it went from zero to sixty? Like in the cadence of the last few episodes, because it kind of caught me off guard, honestly. Like how yes. fast this one was versus like the last couple we've had. Yeah, a lot happens in this episode and there's a lot of like Kind of like the whole Locke and Michael thing mm-hmm. and Walt has been kind of boiling under the surface for a while. So that for it to finally like just, you know, get put out in the open and addressed is and then plus the ending with Claire. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does like a lot in one episode. Yeah, absolutely. I always I never know. I mean, I could barely keep track of it back when TV was just like this all the time. They, they always had some weird metrics for, like, when stuff could actually happen in an episode. Mm-hmm. I think the show that is probably the most obvious for that is, like, the X-Files. Yeah. Where it's just, like, nothing relevant to the plot happens except for, like, the seventh episode of every season and the fourth episode. Like, it, it, it was always just dependent on when they thought they were going to get ratings. Mm-hmm. So maybe this week fell on a uh, ratings episode. Maybe. What did you think of it, Nolan? Oh, I thought it was great. I, I'm i a huge... I mean, we've talked about it. I love Harold Perrineau. I think he's so great. He, uh, This episode, for the most part, is really good. Um, the... I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, I, I think it maybe has the least nuanced flashback character uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe saying a lot, but yeah, overall, I'm a big fan of this episode. So, I mean, really, I'm just going to read you. Did you read the Hulu tagline this week? No, I didn't. I need to start okay. being more attentive to the to those. What did it say? Yeah. Well, it says, basically, I mean, really, we don't even have to do a podcast because <laughs> this summarizes it so perfectly. Saeed enlists Shannon to help decipher the French woman's map. And that's it. That's pretty much all that happened in this episode. Okay. I can't think of any other singular event or theme throughout the episode that would maybe describe it better. So Yeah, the focus was definitely on Shannon and Saeed. 100% of the time. I think that these taglines are specifically messing with me, personally. Yeah. I think that there's someone at Hulu. I think that I'm going to read one at some point, and instead of it saying, like, you know, like, Locke blows his nose and then throws away the tissue, it's going to be, like... Nolan, you've been in a coma for three years. (laughs) Your family misses you. Please wake up. And that'll be the Hulu tagline for the season one finale or something. Right, well, special aired on January 19th, 2005. Uh, It was written by David Fury, who did uh, Walk About, the first Locke episode, and Solitary, the first uh, Saeed episode. And it was directed by Greg Yaitanis. 
who did the who did solitary as well. Mm. We open on Michael's eye, and he's looking for Walt. Uh, he runs into Charlie, who is looking for Claire's bags. Um, so have you? I mean, you probably have. Uh, Michael calling out for Walt has basically become like a meme, and this I think starts it. But like, there are other episodes in the series. You know, not to spoil anything, but he'll be shouting Walt's name because he's looking for him or trying to save him or whatnot. And it, like, just has, like, fully blossomed into an internet meme where now people talk about it like that's the only thing his character ever did. Mm-hmm. Weren't you saying on a in an episode before this that people shout Walt to him? Yes. In real life yeah. to this day? What a, what a nightmare that must yeah. be. Yeah. I, you know, like, it always sucks when you're like, oh, my, my, Kid just wanted to get Chris Pratt's uh, autograph and he stuffed him in a trash can instead <laughs> or whatever. But, like, if I was a celebrity and people were just, like, uh, shouting a line at me, I think I would uh, go ballistic on them. Yeah. I'd go full Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not full Alec Baldwin, yeah. actually. I <laughs> draw guess that, a line. That you has a different meaning somewhere. in the last, like, year or so. Yeah. So, I, I, I would leave a voicemail calling them a disgusting little pig or whatever. I would not, I would not shoot them. I want to make that clear. <laughs> but, yeah, Charlie's looking for Claire's bags. Um, and then Jack runs into... I mean, we... This is where we, we even get a little bit of Jack's daddy issues right off the top here where Michael says, like, you used to listen to your dad, right? And Jack says, oh, yeah, maybe a little bit too well. Mm-hmm. And Hurley looks at Michael and talks about how he thinks that he hates being a father. Oh, I did not like Hurley this episode. No, I mean, he was he's better than he was last episode for yeah. sure. Um, so maybe next episode he'll be entertaining again. He wasn't, he, I mean... I like that they had him trying to, like, set up another golf game, and now it's just too serious to do. Mm-hmm. But it does seem weird. I don't I don't get the impression that Michael does hate it, being a dad. I don't either. I kind of think that he likes it. I just think that he's not very good at it because he hasn't been one his whole life. It's also a very stressful situation that they're in. Like, I can't imagine being, like, a normal, regular, traditional parent. And being trapped on an island, let alone, you know, going back into your son's life after a hiatus. If you had a relationship with your kid, it wouldn't necessarily make this any easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, Jack disagrees and says, no, it's just hard work. Uh, and in a flashback, uh, we see Michael shopping with his girlfriend, Susan, uh, played by Tamara Taylor, who I... Uh, typically like in stuff. And I actually, I don't think that she is bad in this. Her character is, like, abysmal, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, just a, a demon. But but her performance is good. Uh, Michael is wearing a hat. What did you, did you clock this hat at all? What do you think about it? I mean... He's wearing, like, a weird, he's, he's wearing those, like, one of those, like, beanies that also has a uh, brim. Yeah, I... Here's my question. I thought that this they is, were trying this is to what like I'm getting at. I'm trying to make I'm, this okay, is a okay. question. Should we be assembling an outfit, the the ultimate lost outfit? And in my opinion, the the two things that we've gotten for it so far are Michael's hat and the music slot T-shirt. Oh, um, yeah. I think that we need to be on the lookout for pants and shoes that are going to mm-hmm. fit. And I don't know if there's anything crazy in the rest of the show. 
But I think by the end we can assemble something that really captures the spirit of the television program Lost. I love that idea. Uh, or at least it's wardrobe decisions. Okay, yes. Perfect. I was going to chime in too that there are other ways to make it look like you're going back in time. Like it doesn't need to be a ridiculous <laughs> like, wardrobe choice. I just, it was distracting. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. I, so Harold Perrineau, I looked it up, is 42 in this uh, when this was reco- uh, recorded, when it was uh, shot. Really? Um, yeah. I think Michael is probably supposed to be around 35, maybe even like a little bit younger than that. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that in this flashback, he, I mean, this was 10 years prior, so I think he's supposed to be somewhere in the 20 to 25 range. And yeah, I mean, they just put a hat on him and had him be clean shaven. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's not much you can do. It is weird to like have to cast a whole new person for someone that's 10 years younger when they would look pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Michael and Susan are going crib shopping. Um, Michael finds a crib that is uh, gigantic and also costs three months rent. They they kind of get in like a little bit, not like an argument, but you just kind of see the seeds of Michael is not as well off as Susan is. He doesn't have as good of a job. He's an artist, and it's kind of a direct contrast to Claire's boyfriend, mm-hmm. where Michael is an artist, but he his immediate response is, no, I need to get some work, so I'm going to go into construction and and, you know take a break from the art for a while, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the responsible parent thing. That's kind of what kills me about this whole episode is like, I don't know how the writers are wanting us to be perceiving it, but like, Michael is a pretty good parent to Walt the entire the entire episode, um, at least in all the flashback stuff. Like, that, there's no point where it's like, he's like neglectful or, you know, not trying to provide for his son. Like, Michael is not... He's, like, perfectly willing to, like, give up his dream to help provide for his, you know, upcoming uh, child. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, there's no... It's not like he's, like, not willing to provide for Walt. And, obviously, like, a construction worker does not make insane amounts of money. But it's not like it's, like, some... It's not like he would live in, like, some unlivable slum. Right. So, you know, not that you can say, like, oh, Susan shouldn't break up with him. That's whatever. But, like, for him to act like he's not worthy of being a parent is insane. Like, Mm -hmm. from the get-go, we just see that he's excited about it and wants to do a good job and be present. (laughs) Yeah, they they joke a little bit about Susan supporting him, which obviously, uh, you know, is feeding into whatever the underlying problem in their relationship is. And he wants to name the baby Walt after his dad. And we find out that Susan won't marry Michael. So he's obviously asked and she said no. Mm -hmm. They don't go into the proposal or anything like that. I have to think it was like on a jumbotron at a baseball game. (laughs) Uh And she pretended to say yes, but then like later said no. Um, This isn't really, you know, talked about in the episode, but it's just my personal assumption. Yeah, yeah, it's implied. (laughs) I would say yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> back on the island, Walt is throwing knives in the jungle with Locke and Boone. I've got to say, Locke and Boone, both adults, they should for sure be knowing that they can't do this. <laughs> Especially but, with, like, Michael's relationship with Locke so far. Yeah, it, it hasn't been great. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. Walt is doing poorly until Locke tells him to visualize the knife uh, hitting a certain knot, and then he does it perfectly. And uh, Boone is astonished. I do think this is funny, too. <laughs> like, you know, they didn't do any work on the hatch at all last episode because they were getting Boone, like, prepped. Mm-hmm. And I guess now they're doing that with Walt, but, like, they're just sitting around throwing knives in the jungle, really. They're not, like, even going to try and open that thing anymore. Yeah. But I guess that's not something to think about for this episode. Michael shows up and, uh, you know, sends Walt away, tells him to go, and then starts yelling at Locke, points the knife at him that Walt had. Boone tackles Michael, and a rare show of competence, but then, of course, gets thrown off in one single punch to the face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess it doesn't last too long. And uh, Locke says that Walt is different, and Michael says, you need to stay away from me and my son. Uh, fair fair reaction. I, I mean, it's tough with Locke. I don't really get, like, malice coming from Locke. Uh, and I don't think I don't think you're necessarily supposed to. But it is... Michael's reaction is fully understandable. Yeah. And has been all along. Right. And what is Boone doing, like, overreacting like that? Didn't you feel like that was a little too much? Yeah, it felt a little bit like stay away from my dad yeah. type thing where he tack- and then tackles him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it It didn't seem like Michael was going to like attack Locke. No. I mean, I guess when someone's pointing a knife at you like that, but like Michael has been shown to be remarkably like nonviolent this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, that whole thing with Jin, he never did anything to Jin. So it is a weird, it's weird to like just assume that, oh, I need to tackle him mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. But Boone's a good boy, so he does it. Uh, back in flashback, um, Michael is playing with Walt. Um, Susan says that she wants to take Walt to Amsterdam. She wants she got a job offer there, and she basically breaks up with him. Says, you know, we were looking to spend some time apart. This isn't really working. Uh, she already took the job, so he there's really not really a discussion. It's more of him just telling her, and then you know he says. Well, I'm not going to let you do that. He, you're not going to take away my son. And her response is that the courts will side with her because uh, they're not married and she makes more money. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't true, I don't think. I don't think it... You can't just take a kid. Like, you could probably... She could probably get, like, custody or, like, majority custody. Maybe sole custody with visitation or something like that. But, like, Michael hasn't done anything. Like, there's no reason the courts... I mean, this does actually get to something I've been wanting to talk about, which is how absolutely unfair it is that the the divorce courts always side with the woman and never with the man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been waiting to pepper that in. Well, so have you heard... There's this guy I've been watching, Andrew Tate. Have you seen any of his videos? Uh, Um, I'm not invited to. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Boys only. I I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I shouldn't even be telling you this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically... So, like, Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson are two of my idols, and they're constantly talking about how messed up it is that moms are typically allowed to continue to see their children uh, more than dads. Uh, it's messed up. No, I mean... the Kind of in the same way that, like, Charlie's drug addiction felt like it was written by someone who had never actually struggled with addiction... This was a divorce that was written by people who have no idea what, like, 
child court proceedings look like, or I guess just don't care to make it realistic. Right. Because if anything, like, to your point, Michael hasn't done anything. Like, she would probably be paying him child support. Right. Yeah, it would it would make more sense for her to go uh, and leave her kid, which obviously she doesn't want to do, but, like... Mm-hmm. It's just insane to think like, oh yeah, I'm just going to take my kid and you just can't really do anything about it. Right. Back on the island, Sun asks Michael if he's okay. And this is interesting. I mean, this is the the first interaction we've gotten with him, right? Since he found out that she speaks English. Mm-hmm. Like, since that episode, they haven't really... It's kind of a shame because, like, that's such a cool thing and it really just doesn't get explored. Like, now Kate knows... And so there might be a little bit more there, but, like, Michael and Son have not interacted, like, at all. Mm -hmm. But Michael talks about how he uh, doesn't know how to relate to Walt, but, you know, he doesn't want Walt to grow up on the island. So Saeed and Shannon show Jack uh, the map. Obviously, this is the keystone scene of the entire episode. It shows... they're, They're realizing that by, like, overlaying certain maps... It shows a specific point on the island. And before they can really talk about what that means, Michael interrupts and talks about wanting to build a raft. Everyone else is kind of skeptical. Shannon even, like, joins in to, like, shit on him so she gets seasick all the time. What what do you think about this plan, building a raft? Oh, it's bad. Yeah, seems like it would be really bad. Yeah, bad idea. Yeah, a lot of stuff goes into a boat. Um, you can't, you can't just find stuff that floats. Mm-hmm. They don't even really know wouldn't. where they are. Like, where is he right. going to sail to? I mean, I guess you know, like, I need to... They know that they're near Fiji. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that... Yeah, you have no idea. You could be going in any direction. Here's what I'll say. I would not be one of the people on the raft. I would be one of the people that's like, hey, whenever you guys get help, you know, send it back to yeah. the island. <laughs> yes. But I'll be, I'll be chilling here. Walt is reading a Spanish comic. Yes, it's like a DC-type regular, like, superhero comic book, but it has a picture of a polar bear in it. Michael, you know, says, like, you don't even know how to speak Spanish, but Walt says he likes the pictures. Um, And Michael tries to relate with him because he used to be an artist, but Walt is just, like, completely not interested. He just wants to read this comic in peace. Mm -hmm. And then Michael takes the comic and says, no, we got to go work. So this is the second... So we had um, earlier with the knife, with Walt visualizing it um, and making it happen uh, with throwing the perfect throw. And then now we have the polar bear, which doesn't come into play quite yet, but will like later in the episode. So it seems like they're like setting up a pattern of like maybe this is how Walt is different. And then obviously we'll get to it, but the thing with the bird... Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really get... There's not really any specifics or anything like that. And it doesn't seem like Walt is aware of it, but... I believe it was also in... That... The last episode with the polar bear. I believe you see the comic then, right? Or am I mistaken? Is this the first time we've seen the comic? No, this isn't the first time. He has been, like, rereading it. Reading it over and over again. That is part of what makes... insanely messed up. I mean, obviously it's messed up for a lot of reasons, but for Michael to throw it in the fire later, it's like, boy, there's, you're not going to get more stuff to read on this thing. No. So maybe if you're really mad, just give that to somebody else. Cause there's probably someone who's on like day 45 of 
absolutely nothing to do mm-hmm. that would want to read the Spanish comic. I don't know. Michael calls Susan at a payphone, but uh, she won't let him talk to Walt, saying that he's only like 21 months old. He's not going to understand you. Uh, that's crazy, too. Why would you not want... I mean, clearly just at some point she decides Michael shouldn't be the dad Brian should Yeah, be. yeah. Really sad. But, yeah, like a baby hearing his dad's voice over the phone. That's cute. Mm-hmm. You should want that to happen. Michael hears Brian in the background uh, and gets mad because Brian was the one that offered her the job in the first place. Michael says that he's going to Amsterdam to get his son back. And then immediately gets hit mm-hmm. by a car. Um, what'd you think of that? That's a good little jump scare, right? Yeah, I jumped. I was not expecting that. Yeah. And I do think, I watched it a few times. And I think it is Harold Perrineau that that does it. Like, you see his face as he hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. There's like one second where they could have replaced it, replaced him with someone else. But I mean, it would have been really, I'd be really impressed if Lop lost to put that kind of work into disguising a stunt actor i don't think that they did i think it was just him he does it all Uh, yeah he does it all Mm -hmm. that is impressive have you ever been hit by a car no i have not no i have what really yeah i got what once when i was uh uh going to school i was walking I had to, you had to park like way far away from my school if there was no parking available. And so I was walking past the, like, the parking lot that went to our school office. So it's where the parents would like drop kids off if they were just dropping off their kid instead of letting the kid drive there. Mm -hmm. And I was walking past the like gate where it opens up and there's a big old suburban there and some lady who I guess was like, probably on her phone or something like that. I was just square in the middle of the car and she just started going forward and just like immediately bonked me down oh to the ground. Oh my God. I know. How old were you? Uh, this was high school. So at that high school, I would have been 16, 17, maybe 18 at that point. Oh my gosh. What did she yeah. do? Did she, was she like beside herself? Did she get all she, the car? No, oh, no, no, no. She... And the second that I got out of the way and she could see that I was, like, up and walking, um, she just took off. Yeah. Evil. Insanely messed up. Is that yeah. so it's, messed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, and it, you know, I wasn't hurt at all. I was, like, completely fine. There was no reason for me to have gone to the doctor or, like, involved the police or something like that. But I do wish that I had, because knowing about that now, like, that is truly, she could have, like cracked my skull yeah. or something and I had no idea. Like, just, what are you doing? You're an adult. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. I mean, it It did, I will say this, it did mess up my brain in some way. Well, uh, it, I never wanted to be a podcaster up until no. I got hit by that car, and now that's, that's all I've wanted ever since, um, which is why this has been so great. Now mm-hmm. I can stop that burning in the my frontal lobe. Well, in a way, she did uh, you a favor then. <laughs> She really did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is Michael should have just walked it off. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a very small scene that is almost unimportant. It's, it's just cute. It's Michael and Walt are sorting through the wreckage. And uh, Walt, you know, says like, oh, am I being punished? And Michael says, well, you think working with your old man is punishment? And the Walt looks at him and 
this is Malcolm David Kelly, I guess, gives this incredible, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, style, like, one eyebrow up mm-hmm. look. It's so funny. I, uh, I think that he has done a really great job as Walt. Like, it, just for a kid, he's done a really good job of being funny when they call for it or acting like a kid when they call for it, too. Like, uh... In terms of child actors in 2005, I think they they got about as good as you're going to get. Yeah. And then we've already mentioned this on the podcast, but um, just the fact that he didn't pursue acting, that he went into music. I think that that's just interesting because he's so talented Mm -hmm. as a young actor. Yeah. It's always it's always tough with the the child actors, because I think that is like a solid percentage of them that are just purely fueled by what their parents want right. for them and not not that they want to do it. So it could be that he's just a case of one of he's one of those ones that didn't really want to do it after he'd done it for a bit. And then his parents didn't care and were fine with letting him go do other stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Getting to music. Have you seen that thing with the Jeanette McCurdy stuff Mm-mm. lately? No. She is... Do, did you ever see that show iCarly? That no. was on Nickelodeon? Mm-mm. It's one of those ones that is... Uh, uh, Dan Schneider. Yeah, I've, yeah, he, I've been yes. reading about him. He's been in the yeah. news lately. Yes, and well, the reason that he's been in the sh- in the news lately, at least for this current cycle, is that uh, Jeanette McCurdy was like one of the stars of iCarly, and she wrote a book called "I'm Glad My Mom Is Dead" because her basically because her mom had like pushed her into being a child actor and took all the money and mm. uh, all that kind of stuff. But like she talks about what a piece of crap he is as well. Bad guy. Evil, yeah. evil man. <laughs> Those shows are like, when you go back and, like, there's just clips that I've seen online where people, you watch it now with the context of knowing it was made by this, like, disgusting, like, pervert. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, boy, they sure did have, like, teenage girls stepping in whipped cream with their bare feet a lot. Yeah. Or some shit like that where you're just like, God, that how is that allowed? Like, I can understand how the other kids didn't know what was going on but so many adults had to sign off on that like yeah there's a lot of adults worked on that show not one of them punched dan schneider in the face i don't know i i guess what i'm saying is i'm glad that didn't happen to malcolm david yeah that's how that relates to lost (laughs) well absolutely yes so kate finds charlie looking for claire's diary uh out on the beach somebody has uh taken it he can't find it in any of her bags because she she moved Claire's bags out there, but uh, guess what? Big surprise, Sawyer is the one that uh, took the diary. It is weird for him to have done that, I will say this. Normally I tend to be on Sawyer's side in these, like, we need to go make a deal with the devil to get whatever Sawyer has that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why he would take Claire's diary. Pretty out of character, I don't know. I guess just holding it for trading, maybe? Something I will say, so it's treated as like this really bad thing that Charlie reads her diary. We have already talked about it on this episode. There isn't a lot to read on the island, first off. Mm -hmm. And another human being's diary would be maybe the greatest possible find, right? If you're stuck on a desert island, that's the best thing that you could really hope to uh, read. Obviously, it is messed up to do that to somebody that you're friends with and care about and presumably hope is still alive. But they should have read it immediately. Right? To find out if there was anything that they could have gotten about Ethan or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Like, that's what I I thought, like, it is a huge invasion of privacy, but, like, the second she's gone, I think you gotta, like, look for it. Look but for instead clues, it, yeah. Yeah, instead it's just now that Charlie, like, weirdly wants the diary. Sawyer basically baits Charlie into punching him in the arm wound, uh, and then uh, Sawyer punches Charlie back in the face. I, on this scene, I don't know if you noticed this, when the sound effects for their two punches are so funny. Uh, the one where Charlie punches, uh, where Charlie punches Sawyer, yeah, is like this, like, like this bop. Mm-hmm. And then when Sawyer punches Charlie, it is just this, like, thundering crack. It, like, sounds, it, it's so, <laughs> and then you add in the fact, I guess, that Sawyer has probably twice the mass of Charlie. Like, mm-hmm. he's like this big hulking guy compared to Dominic Moynihan. Uh, Kate, uh, breaks it up as Charlie, like, walks away, so they... They both get out with just one punch, I guess. Um, and she asked Sawyer if he read it yet. Uh, like, he was claiming that he did, and he says he just hadn't gotten around to it yet. He probably would have, though. I think I think he is telling the truth on that one. Mm-hmm. Would you have read the diary? I think, I mean, if it were not, like, my friend who had been kidnapped, no. Mm-hmm. But to your point, yeah, she was just kidnapped. She's been stalked by this weirdo. Like, yeah, read at least the last few pages while they've been trapped on the island. Okay, so episode, I think, four or five, uh, Joanna drowns Mm -hmm. out. If she had had a diary, would you read that? Oof, I don't know. Would you have? A hundred percent. It for sure would have taken me a while to get there. But absolutely. At some point, you just gotta be like, well... Time to honor her memory by yeah. finding out who she thought was cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. I assume that every diary is just people writing their first name with other people's last names in it. And uh, hearts around it. Yeah, and heart, of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many highlighters that Claire would have had on the island, but I assume that there's plenty of nice colors and stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, her diary is a little bit, when we get to it later, it is a little bit simple. I guess you can't really judge someone's on little diary, but like... It is like, a, oh, this could be the diary of a seven-year-old, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's so scary here. Charlie's so nice. But, uh, yeah, Walt sees uh, Locke and Boone go into the caves to get water, so he stops helping Michael. Shannon asks Boone why they're not bringing back food. And so this is where... So Boone is supposed to be, like, enlightened at this point, right? Like, he, he faced his fear of... or the thing he was glad to see happen or whatever with Shannon dying last episode. And now he's supposed to be able to like have let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he does immediately call her, tell her that she's been a functioning bulimic since junior high. So she should be glad to go down a couple sizes. Ugh, cringy. It does make it seem too that like, well, I guess that part of Boone is just him being an absolute jerk. Mm-hmm. And, that is that has nothing to do with him being in love with Shannon. He's just like he just keeps he's, calling her like bulimic and anorexic because uh, he's a mean person. Yeah, he's he's so evil to her. Like yeah. even with the context of last episode, I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like if you really had let it go, then this wouldn't bother you. You wouldn't be bothered enough to be giving her jabs. Like, ugh, gross. And especially she's, like, trying to reach out this episode mm-hmm. to, like, help with the raft. 
I do think it's funny that she does say, like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to go help Michael with the raft. Do you want to help me with that? Uh, there's zero chance that she helps with the raft in any way, shape, or yeah. form. <laughs> um, it would be incredible if we got, like, a, a legally blonde-type montage of her, like, hammering stuff together. I know that there's no hammer and nails on the island, but, like, I would love a, a, a Shannon montage of uh, trying to put stuff together. That would be um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so Walt goes to talk to Locke uh, while Locke is sitting at the fire in the ca- in the caves. Uh, but Locke like kind of just shuts him down and says, "Hey, you know, your dad said not to talk to me. You need to respect him." And uh, Michael comes in and sees them right then and is uh, furious. Uh, and again, like rightly so. Mm-hmm. Like, this is you know just from his point of view. Uh, Locke is. Pretty chill here. He does cover for Walt and say, you know, hey, I was just given this pencil to give as a gift. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Michael whispers in Locke's ear that he will kill him if he ever sees them together again. I get, like, that's pretty harsh. I do think probably, I mean, at some point you have to put down a boundary like that. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, How else can you say stop hanging out with my son? Yes, exactly. You know, in more words. Like, he's been pretty explicit about it. Well, he literally says, like, if we were back home, I'd call the police on you mm-hmm. at some point. Like, there's no one here to stop this from happening. And he sends Locke off. And Locke is, like, not... He doesn't, like, fight back, really. He challenges yeah. Michael's authority a little bit. Like, he'll talk about how, like, oh, you need to treat him like a person like I do. But, like, he never, like, gets angry with Michael, which I imagine is... I mean, that is the worst, right? When, you're, when you want to fight with someone and they're just cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, Walt calls Michael a jerk and asks, says, like, you know, where were you while I was growing up? Um, which is uh, fair. Fair fair question. And uh, Michael throws his comic book in the fire. And then back in flashback, we see Michael recovering in the hospital. Uh, he's drawing a picture to send to Walt of him in traction. Uh, and he doesn't know what to write in the card. A nurse comes over and suggests a bad joke that he can put in there. That's cute. I, mm-hmm. uh, a hand-drawn letter, uh, every year is a, uh, cute thing to get from your dad on your birthday. Yeah. Are you, do you save cards? Yeah, I do. I, like, do have okay. some, cause my aunt has given me a few hand-drawn cards. And I will put them, like, in my office or on the fridge. I think a hand-drawn, for sure, you gotta save. Yeah. I used to save every single, like, birthday card and Christmas card that I got. Uh, Like, I just had a drawer uh, that probably should have just... I should have been putting regular clothes in it, but I just put cards in it until I turned, I don't know, 22 or something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I I was just like, I can't do this for the rest of my life, and I just threw them out. And now I have never let another one stay in my house for, like, more than two days. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's, um, I have to, like, be completely non-sentimental about it, otherwise I will keep it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, if someone gave me a box of all the letters that my dad wrote to me over, uh, uh my entire childhood, that's pretty dope. That's a pretty cool yeah. thing to have. I'd keep that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably hold on to that. I mean, there you go. There's, Michael does give Walt some reading material. By the end of this episode, mm-hmm. so that's good. But yeah, so Susan shows up at the hospital. Michael immediately asks if she brought Walt, and she says no. She left him at home with Brian. You know, could not be more awkward. Uh, I mean, she is 
truly horrible here. Yeah. She uh, she is wheeling him around and says that she's paying all of his medical costs, but she wants Michael to essentially relinquish his parental rights so that Brian can adopt Walt. This is basically, I mean, I don't know if it's if the writers thought about it this much. This is pretty much just her like going to a guy who's probably at the worst that he's ever been in his entire life. Uh, and while he's like isolated in the hospital and getting him to do like something that I'm sure he would not ever do <laughs> on mm-hmm. any other day that you asked him. Like if she had brought Walt, he wouldn't have done this, which right. is why she didn't bring Walt. But the other thing, I mean, the thing with this, right, is why does she need this to happen? Uh, she's already living with Walt. You don't need your, you don't need to, to have like a step parent. They don't need to adopt you. Right. Uh, I have a stepdad. He added, he never adopted me. That's doesn't, it, it's nice when you see that. Like I've seen, I will say, and I, we maybe haven't talked about this on the show so far. I am an extremely easy crier. I will cry at anything. Mm-hmm. I did somehow get onto whatever algorithm of TikTok is the one that shows people surprising their parents with adoption papers because they want to be adopted by them. I am mm-hmm. uh, starting to tear up a I little know, bit just talking about it. <laughs> oh my god, those make me fall. Um, yeah, there's one of a football player who gets a new jersey with his uh, adopted father's last name because he changed his name in between weeks. Um, yeah. Colin, stop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I okay, need huh? to make it through this episode. Oh my god. Sorry. I know, I know. It's good. My point being that that is a very sweet gesture that I think that your kid has to be the one to make. Yes, absolutely. Um, And then, too, like, if it were so important to Brian, which I mean, we'll talk about it, but it's really not, but he would be there, right? Like, wouldn't he be there to, like, get a blessing? Like, it's just so weird that she went by herself and, like, everything about it is so off. Yeah, um, she, I mean, for everything that we've seen, it doesn't seem like she's a bad mom. No. In terms of to Walt. But one of, one of her mistakes, obviously, is just she has whatever life that she wants to have, and, uh, she's just manipulating everybody to get it. She manipulates Brian to adopt Walt and manipulates Michael to let that happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she asked Michael, like, is the reason that you're hanging on, is it for Walt or for yourself? Um, which is just crazy. Like, in con- like she's asking, like, a parent-child relationship goes both ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can't, you, you, you don't just do it. You, you get something out of it, sure, but, like, you do it for your kid. Right. Because your kid also wants to, like... You're telling me Walt never, like, wonders about his dad? Mm-hmm. Of course he does. He's 10. He's not, like, dumb. I don't know. It's just crazy to think that... I, I, I don't know how we're supposed to take Susan is part of the problem with this episode. Is like, is she supposed to be evil? Because, like, if you just explain this, uh, all the, like, individual points of it, she sounds horrendous. But I don't know if... I don't know if she's supposed to be seen that way. I don't... It's... Yeah... They could have done more with her character. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, there's always... We can get future flashback episodes. Walt is missing. Hurley comes up to tell Michael that Walt is missing. And Michael goes to Locke. 
but uh, Walt is not there. Uh, but Walt or Locke says that they will, you know, offers to help go find him with with Michael, um, which is nice. <laughs> Michael did just threaten to kill him uh, an hour ago, mm-hmm. so I think it's good that he is still willing to go help Walt. Kate asks Charlie if he's okay, um, and Charlie talks about how. You know, he barely knew Claire for just a week, but every day she's gone, bits of him are crumbling. Um, what do you think about this? He's so dramatic. It's insane, right? Like, yeah. Shut up, Charlie. Why like, are you sure. making this about yourself again? Yeah, that's insane. Like, he's so yeah. crazy. Your friend gets kidnapped, and you're talking about how, like, sad you are that she's missing because you're not yourself anymore. Like be sad because your friend got kidnapped yes (laughs) yeah like and especially like you know her for a week and obviously you know everyone goes through this whole bonding experience together so everything gets heightened but like you know a week yeah like other people (laughs) you weren't acting like this because the marshal got shot right like (laughs) i don't know it's 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 silly and i i don't like this scene it's really well done by Dominic Moynihan of him, like, trying not to look at the diary. It, it is funny, and um, it just doesn't fit with what just happened. Right. Like, he just says, like, every day, bits of me are falling apart. And then we have, like, a little, like, uh, physical comedy scene. I don't know. It just doesn't really fit. Uh, but, like I said, he is he is funny with it, so I guess it makes sense. They should have done one or the other. Yeah, for sure. It feels like something where it was supposed to be just the first time, and then they just kind of told him to keep going, and he just kept going and got to roll with it. Because mm-hmm. I think he is naturally a pretty funny person. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing with that new Lord of the Rings show out, a lot of like older Lord of the Rings content is like trending, and so I'll see little clips of like the old interviews that they used to give for the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for Lord of the Rings. Uh, and he's uh, always very charming and funny in those. So, Marion Pippin carried the Lord of the Rings franchise. And I just want to make it known that I love Dominic Moynihan. My favorite yeah. movie of all time is The Fellowship of the Ring. But yeah. I hate this. I know. It's, it's such a bummer. Yeah. If he, if he could have been Hurley... Yeah, would have rocked it. As yeah. much as I love Jorge Garcia, and I think Hurley was made for Jorge Garcia too. He mm-hmm. was not, so it's not like that was an option. But just, uh, it's a bummer that they, yeah, nothing in his character really works for me, um, uh, and it's a waste of a very talented actor. Back in or on the jung- uh, out in the jungle, Walt is taking Vincent, and they're just walking somewhere, I guess, uh, and then Vincent starts going crazy. And he escapes, uh, Walt follows, and they leave the, uh, the leash behind. They, eventually he hears growling. <laughs> Did you, I, I don't know if you saw in the, in the wiki they talk about it, so I have fully missed this on every, uh, viewing that I've ever done of this, but, uh, in the, the scene where there's, like, Walt is, like, looking around and they do a big panoramic shot of, uh, the jungle around him. Mm-hmm. At the very far end of the shot, there is like a porta potty and a what? trash can just sitting there, like it, like a bright yellow top too. It's only it's like a split second, but and once you know that it's there, extremely visible. 
<laughs> I missed that. It's uh, it's pretty Ouch. great. It's kind of. I know that's I, they. I, they normally don't have issues like that. I know for sure. I mean, I'm not going to mention it usually when it comes up, just because it's not particularly interesting. There are definitely times when they're doing wide shots of the beach on the show, and if you like look at one little dot, you can realize like, oh, there's like a plane flying overhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can do about that stuff in like modern day, especially when you're filming on Hawaii, a place where planes are in and out of constantly. But this is very. Very avoidable. <laughs> this shouldn't have happened. Kind of like, do you remember the Game of Thrones thing with the coffee cup? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh man, that one is wild to me. I cannot believe that that made it through. Yeah. Oof. They had another one recently too that I saw, and I kind of so the other one that from the new Game of Thrones show, The House of Dragons. I know you're a huge fan of that show. Yep, love that show. The, yeah, um, <laughs> I think there's a character who's supposed to only have like three fingers, and so they have uh, two of the fingers in like covered in like a green like glove or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the show, you just see it. They didn't do the post effect to take it out. It's just oh the gr- bright green. And I'm, I almost like, I almost think that that was on purpose because they got so much publicity from the cup, yeah, from the Starbucks cup. Like I kind of am like. A little bit suspicious of that. <laughs> but either way, that is extremely funny. I have messed stuff up at my job where I've, like, sent out an email and it had, like, that went to, like, our entire customer base and it had, like, the wrong date on something or, like, a misspelling. I feel like when you're doing, like, the most popular show, you've got to really watch <laughs> for that kind of stuff. I don't know. Right. Well, there's also like so many checks and balances usually, right? When you're mm-hmm. making a product for entertainment, like on television or film, where it's yeah. just insane that that many people did not catch it. Yes. Well, especially, yeah, it's not like there's like, they just give the footage to the editor and then he's the last guy that sees it. Right. Like, I have to assume the director fully watches the episode all the way through uh, once they're done. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm no uh, member of Hollywood. Holly Weird, honestly, is what mm-hmm. I call that place. <laughs> so Walt is doing a report on birds uh, in his living room with Brian and Susan talking. Uh, he's trying to talk about it, but they are. Susan, like, starts to feel faint. And uh, her and Brian are, like, talking about it while they just kind of ignore Walt. And Walt is trying to get their attention when a bird comes and hits the window and dies. Um, It is not the bird that Walt is talking about, but it is one of the birds on that page. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, this is the third weird thing. And we've seen it before, too. A little bit with um, when he's playing backgammon with Hurley. And every time he needs to get a certain number, he just spends forever blowing on the dice and then visualizes it and gets it. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something going on with Walt. Like It doesn't really delve into it any further than that. And with Brian being scared of him, I suppose, later. Yeah. But, um, which, speaking of which, so Brian gets freaked out by this. And then uh, we get Brian showing up on uh, Michael's door in New York at his apartment. Uh Susan has passed away of a blood disorder. She was sick for a week, very suddenly died. Michael asks about Walt, and once again, Walt is not here, but this time got left behind with the nanny. And Michael is pretty 
right, righteously outra- outraged at all of this. Uh, Brian says that Susan wanted Michael to take Walt after she passed, uh, and Michael sees through that pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is... I, they don't give Brian much time, but this is what I'm talking about, where, like, this has got to be, like, the least nuanced care. I mean, he just is like, well, I, it's been one day, so I guess I need to give this kid back. Yeah. Like, that is insane. He's been raising him his entire life. Right. Like, this whole thing where he's like, I just don't know how to be a dad. Like, that would make sense if, like, the baby had just been born. Uh, that doesn't make sense when you're 10 years in. Right. Um, you can't just fake it uh, like you apparently have been doing this whole time. I don't know. Also, you have, like, a full-time nanny who's willing to watch. It's just, it doesn't make any sounds yeah. to me like you'd you, think that you he would just like yeah put it off on the fine. nanny if he was going to do anything yeah. absolutely i mean i guess the the subtext is that he's worried about walt like being like a uh fire starter kid or something like that like sure. um uh fire starter i should say in the sense of the stephen king book not that walt is a uh, pyromaniac <laughs> although maybe we don't really we don't know yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, hopefully we get an, a full Walt flashback episode, which is him, you know, setting fire to... Did you ever set fire to anything as a kid? Were you a, a kid that burned stuff? No. No? I wasn't that rowdy. No. Did you ever do anything like that? No. Okay. I, uh... Um... I got a book of matches once and basically set up, like, a secure testing facility... <laughs> where I just had, like, a, a firewall of rocks and, like, water on hand to, like, the most careful little kid ever to just burn blades of grass or whatever in my backyard. Um, I did have... I, that's that's actually really cute mm-hmm. that you're being really careful about it. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Brian says there's something different about Walt, which kind of echoes what Locke had said earlier in the episode. Now, I'm... Maybe I'm missing something. Does anyone ever call Walt special in this episode? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't think so, right? Doesn't Brian? when He, he calls talk- him different. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't say special. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying to think of why they wouldn't call the episode different. I don't know. Um, but uh, Michael comes to pick up Walt at, yeah, like they live in like a an estate, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um it's always fun when you watch a TV show and somebody goes into, like, the foyer and it's the size of your apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the nanny gives Michael the box of all the cards he ever sent that Susan had saved. The And Michael meets Walt. Uh, and, insanely, <laughs> Walt does not know what's going on. Brian hasn't even told him. And is apparently never going to... I mean, they'll never speak again at this point, right? Like... Walt's on the island. They, yeah, Michael realizes what's going on, like, that Brian never said anything and uh, decides to take the hit and, you know, protect Walt's feelings mm-hmm. and say, you know, like, look, you're Brian loves you a lot, but he doesn't have a choice. It's my choice to take you, and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is great. This is really heartwarming. I mean... Michael is trying so hard to be a good dad to Walt and having spent zero time with him since he could talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we do get a cute little moment where 
Michael says, oh, and of course you can take your dog too. Turns out it was uh, actually Brian's dog. And Walt says, oh, uh, yeah, Brian said you could take him. Take that, That's Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian presumably would not notice that. I don't think that. Yeah. My, my <laughs> There's no way he Brian takes care of that dog. <laughs> yeah. He's never fed that dog once. Um, <laughs> uh, so Walt gets chased into a bunch of trees by a polar bear. This polar bear looks okay. Significantly just miles and miles better than the first polar bear that we saw. Yes, 100%. Personally, I think they should have done it with practical effects. And by that, I do, of course, mean get a pure white dog and just film Mm -hmm. with perspective tricks so it looks like it's the size of a bear. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's definitely one shot where they they broke out the polar bear skin rug again (laughs) and, and... and had someone just like put the claws through the tree, but it it you're right. It looks so much better than it did than it did in episode two or whatever. I mean, it's wild now, uh, just looking at how bad the CG on these TV shows uh, used to be. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like you can have like an Instagram filter that like puts like a realistic yeah. polar bear sitting next to you, <laughs> like. Um, but Locke and Michael go to rescue him they perform some pretty daring maneuvers to get over the top of the trees climb down and rescue him uh there's a really great scene where michael gives walt a knife this time to protect himself so michael is trusting walt a little bit more and walt you know walt is clearly like seeing his dad in a new light when he like crawls into this bear pit saves him and then chases off the bear mm-hmm. probably the most action we've gotten on the show right since the pilot yeah and yeah and uh Locke and uh michael kind of uh share a nod at some point so they're clearly on better terms at least i, I mean <laughs> i will say if you're like hey Locke is being extremely creepy around my kid Locke didn't do anything that would change your mind on that <laughs> like right. it's not like he still went to go save the kid which presumably he would also want to do if he was a creep right but i mean you know i guess once you knife fight a bear with someone you do tend to trust them a little bit more <laughs> that's that's been my experience uh, throughout my life um and i say throughout my life it's just the one time i fell into the bear enclosure at the zoo so oh, that's sure. that's uh-huh. it's only happened <laughs> once but me and that bear are lifelong friends walt and michael sit by the fire uh, and Michael gives Walt all the cards that they he had written throughout the years. Very sweet. Very heartwarming. Yeah, this is great. I mean, what a thing to get, right? Like, if you're a kid... I mean, presumably, Walt had a pretty good home life. But like I said, he's got to be at wondering at some point, like, why didn't my dad ever want to see me? Who knows what Susan told him? Mm-hmm. So to get, like, some kind of, like, confirmation, like, no, I cared the whole time. Like, that's huge. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be, for a kid, that's got to be the greatest thing of all time. It's amazing that Michael was sitting on that for so- or wait, no, he... No, because he, it was, he, he found just it found his bag. Okay. Yeah, they, he just found his bags last episode. That's right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it was me, I would not have been putting up with any of that shit from Walt that he had been getting earlier. I would have just... The second Walt was getting sassy, I'd be like, well, here's this box of cards that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that Michael did hold on until this moment. 
Uh, and he kind of sticks up for Susan a little bit here where he's like, Walt kind of questions like, why didn't my mom give me these? And Michael says, look, she held on to them, so she wanted you to have them in some way. And it is weird that she did that if she wanted Michael out of his life so bad. Uh, but maybe she just realized Walt would need him at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get, but yeah, it's nice. They get a good bonding scene. Uh, Charlie reads Claire's diary. Um <laughs> Yes, the island is scary. Charlie is adorable and sweet. Claire realizes she likes him. I guess at this point we just have to accept their romance. Yeah. It it sucks, but what can you do? <laughs> Charlie sees something in the diary, realizes that he needs to go talk to Jack and Saeed about it. I really love Charlie like has the uh I was reading Claire's diary and Saeed is immediately judgmental about it. Yeah. You were reading her diary, you little freak. And uh, it turns out Claire has been dreaming about a black rock, which um, Rousseau mentioned in Solitary. And we heard about not, not from anybody out loud, but in the French transmissions from the pilot, if you literally translated the stuff that was being played, uh, Rousseau does talk about a black rock in Mm. that as well. So there's something to do with the Black Rock um, that everybody is talking about. And Claire was apparently dreaming about before she was captured. And Saeed thinks, oh, maybe this is the point on the map that it's telling us to go to. Out in the jungle, uh, Locke is trying to use the whistle to bring Vincent back. But they hear some rustling in the bushes. And it is not Vincent, it's Claire. She's back and she looks real bad. Really bad. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, uh, she's got some sunken eyes and her hair's a mess and she's covered in dirt and scrapes and such. And uh, that's lost. That's the end of the episode. It would have, I mean, I'm glad that Claire's back. It would have been pretty nice to see Vincent again. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we we get some more Vincent. I truly, I cannot handle it if that's the end of him, uh, but we'll see. Um... Maybe maybe they can all go hunting for Vincent. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it. At some point, one of these people is going to need to, uh, like, go hunting for some kind of meat. And clearly they're not... We know every episode we hear they're not bringing back boar. Um, I, if I'm one of the 40, you know, blurry shapes sitting in the background every episode, I might be thinking that that dog's going to be tasting pretty good right about now. They live on an island surrounded by fish. <laughs> I know. Why? I know. <laughs> it makes me it, so mad that it comes yeah. up every episode. Yeah. Like, Yeah, protein okay. should be an issue. And, yeah, gin is not approachable to be, to like, for sure. But definitely, like, you could just stand there and watch what he's doing and then, like, emulate it. Right. And, and maybe get, like, a fish. Right. And if that's the only thing you do during the day, congrats. That's how survival works when there's mm-hmm. no job to go to. Like, you're you're doing great at that point. Yeah, so uh, this episode uh, ranked, in my opinion, surprisingly low. Um, It's ranked at 100 out of uh, 120. Isn't that wild? Wow, that is wild. I mean, the, the theme that I see is that all of these lower episodes are ones that don't further any kind of mystery or plot. Okay. Well, Claire so, comes back, right? She, she does. That's pretty I big. Mean, it is, but then 
I mean, well, that next episode is, uh, we'll, we'll deal with all of that. It's, it's more of like just, it's honestly more of just a stinger for the next episode. Sure. But yeah, I, I mean, I love these kind of episodes where they're just like, yeah, just focusing on the relationship between a kid and his dad. That's great. Mm-hmm. Emma, did we have anything happen the week of January 19th, 2005? Well, it's interesting. Um, Israel and Palestine uh, began talking about having an official truce. And isn't that interesting? <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, world politics. Has that truce been maintained to this day? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I read that and, um, just thought it was, I didn't know that that happened. That completely went over my head that they had ever had a conversation like that. Well, uh, I mean, I personally, I think they'll get there someday. I gotta hope at least. I hope Um, so. It probably wasn't going to happen during, um, a George Bush presidency. I will say that. I think maybe that was doomed from the start. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's it for special this week. Um, next week we've got Homecoming, episode 15. Uh, it's a Charlie episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm my... sorry, Dominic Moynihan. <laughs> so sorry. I love yeah. you. I, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll get through it. I feels like it should be a Claire episode. For sure. It yeah. definitely should have been a Claire episode. I mean, we'll talk about it. Uh, it's going to be a Charlie episode, and me and Emma are as excited as we ever have been to talk about <laughs> it. So please tune in next please week. Please tune in. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at AllTheBestPods. You can send us an email, AllTheBestPodcasts, at gmail.com. If you want, every year on our birthdays, you can write us a letter... And send it to our mean moms, who will put it in a box mm-hmm. until we're ready for it. <laughs> uh, but feel free to contact us. Please rate, review, subscribe. Give us a nice five stars on Apple Podcasts to balance out the single three-star review that is eating away at self-confidence. And until next week, get lost. Get lost.